This is Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. What is going on, guys? This is Rob Carbone coming at you with another episode of BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis than by tuning into this podcast right here, right now. Episode 99 tonight, guys. Um, as you are listening to this, it is April 5th. It is a Sunday morning. Hopefully, you're enjoying your Sunday morning. Um my favorite day of the week. I know that's probably an unpopular opinion, but being an Italian, I love Sundays. Um, it's always fun, but I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm kind of going off topic. So let, let's talk about the Knicks tonight. Um, obviously, um, there's nothing else to talk about right now with baseball. So I've had to just stick with the you know, off-season shit, free agent shit with the Knicks. And that's what we're going to talk about um, once again Probably coming up on six straight episodes right now uh, for the New York Knicks. Um, but yeah, I kind of ran out of free agents to talk about because, again, that that free agent pool doesn't have much talent and there's not much depth. So there isn't really much to talk about in terms of finding players um, for the Knicks to look at. We've covered, I think we covered nine. So, you know, we talked about a bunch of people. The majority of the players we covered um, were shooters, you know. Because the Knicks need shooting, whether that be in the backcourt or in the front court. So if you want to check out all those episodes, be sure to do that. You know, there are five parts to those. Um, I think beginning with, uh, what, I want to say episode 91 to 95. Or no, 94 to 90. I don't know. There, there are five parts. <laughs> there are five parts. There's a part one through five. And we just covered, for the most part, two players a night and talked about who the Knicks should look at in free agency and who's the more realistic options. So guys, check out episodes, you know, my, my most recent episodes, the last five episodes I did were on the Knicks and their free agent options. Um, you know, and before I did that series, um, we've talked about the draft options and, and the players available for draft. So if you guys want to check out that, those are also available as well. So just go on my page. Obviously, you can find all of uh, my episodes on the many different platforms where BD4 is displayed. BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. You can find it and subscribe to it, download it, listen to it, watch it on plenty of platforms. Um, we're available on iTunes. We are available on Google, on SoundCloud, on Spotify, on Radio Public, on Anchor, on 
on YouTube where the video cast is located and many other platforms as well. Just go to nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com, nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com, and you will find all of my information. There should be a tab called Outlets on that front page. Click on that tab. It'll take you to a page that displays every single platform for the podcast and also all of my social media outlets. All right. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. But tonight we're kind of going to talk about something a little bit different, I guess. Just kind of an overhaul of everything and just kind of a review, uh, <clears throat> kind of review um, what the Knicks should be doing this offseason and what their goals should be. Hence the Knicks offseason goals title of episode 99 here on BD4, where there is no better way <laughs> to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Um, so I've got, I've got, I've got five different goals written down. Obviously, with the New York Knicks, you can go through a number of goals, way more than five, but I tried to narrow it down as best as I could to the ones that I think are the more pressing matters, are the more essential, more important um, points of emphasis for the Knicks to focus on this offseason. So, whenever that may be, you know, whenever the the offseason does begin, this is what they should do. Um, but, you know, obviously yesterday we've kind of got unofficial news, but, you know, it's probably going to happen that the NBA is, you know, considering shutting down and scrapping the remainder of the 2020 season, which is very unfortunate, you know. It sucks that we're in a time like this, but, you know, it's it's precautionary, it's probably for the best, and it's, this isn't the only sport that's likely to be shut down this spring and summer. Uh, unfortunately, we're probably not going to have a baseball season. Um, I don't see them trying to squeeze in an 80-game season with doubleheaders left and right. So if you're a baseball fan, I'm sorry to say, there might be some pessimism there as well. But let's dive into this episode before I ramble on even further, because fuck, we're six minutes in. It's 12 midnight and I'm getting tired. So uh, Nick's off-season goals. So they've got some work to do. And, well, that might just be the most, you know, understatement of all understatements right there, but they do. They've got a lot of work to do, but this offseason, we're hoping we can get all of these goals done or accomplish as many as we can get accomplished. Um, but the first thing I have written down, and I'm reading off some notes, so apologize if you're watching the video and I'm not necessarily making eye contact, but I'm trying to read off my notes. I wrote a lot down because I've got a lot to say, but first thing I have written down, the first goal I want them to or the first point of emphasis here, I guess, rather, um, I just want them to find a point guard through the draft. Um, find a goddamn point guard because shit, we need a point guard. Um, and in parentheses, I have through the draft because free agency or just via trade, I don't think the talent is very shallow. There's not much depth into this, uh, in this free agency, in this, uh, trade market either. Um, and I don't think it's worth the overpay either. The CP3 trade that everybody's been talking about, I don't love that. The contract and the age, not a good combination there, especially with the injury risk uh, he has. And I just don't like, I love Chris Ball. He's a Hall of Famer. He probably should have a ring by now. But the ball time, you know, he's a ball-dominant point guard, which is supposed to happen. But as a veteran, I'd rather not let that happen. I want my young core getting more ball time. I just feel like having CP3 wouldn't be the smartest thing to trade for somebody like that. It's a stopgap type of move, and I don't like shortcuts. I don't want the Knicks doing any kind of kind of stop stopgap kind of moves. Same can be said for DeMar DeRozan. 
cost, age, ball time, shot attempts, you know, stopgap type of move where he's just not going to be here. He's not your future guy, obviously, and neither is somebody like Chris Paul, you know, as they're both over 30 and their prime years are either behind them or soon to be behind them. But I just feel like when it comes to drafting or getting a point guard, the Knicks just have to focus on the future right now. And the only way to do that is to buy is by getting one through the draft. Um, Listen, I understand the draft pool isn't very talented either. That's also kind of shallow, but it just makes more sense because there's youth there at least. There's a ceiling there with these players. And there are a couple guys that I actually see having some decent potential. Um, Killian Hayes is a kid I've I've scouted and read up on and watched tape of for for a while. And I honestly think he has all-star potential if everything can pan out. I think the Knicks, if available, they should go after somebody like Killian Hayes, uh, a French point guard. Maybe that can help with Frank Nilekina. Um Anthony Edwards is a combo guard, another one that a lot of Knicks fans have taken a look at. Some aren't the highest on him, but some are, and we'll see what happens there. Ty- Tyrese Halliburton, another guy they can take a look at. And we've covered all these players in episodes previous to you know the last couple of weeks. Um, we've covered a bunch of draft prospects, but just reviewing it. Tyrese Halliburton is more of a backup, more of a safe plan, a guy with a higher floor as opposed to a higher ceiling, but he's definitely an option. And then there are Cole Anthony, the LaMelo Balls of the world, who I wouldn't particularly look at first. They're they're more like last, last resorts to me, but they're options. Killian Hayes is probably the guy I want most, though, for sure. And I think if the Knicks can get to that point where he's available in the draft, that's got to be your point guard to look at, and that's got to be the guy you, you, you try and attack and draft. But, yeah, they definitely have to look in the draft if, in terms of getting that backcourt, you know, stabilizer, because it's the free agency thing, the, the trade market, not very um, good right now. Terry Rozier, another guy I'm not really you know, looking at as being that point guard of the future. So, and speaking of that, you know, the Knicks are obviously in this position because they don't have anything right now on their roster and they don't have anybody um, worthy of being that franchise point guard. Frankie Lakina, I think he, he's a decent player. Uh, He's a, but I don't think he's worth the lottery. I don't think he's a guy that's going to be your franchise starting point guard. What I think Frank Nielakina is and can be is a viable defensive wing to come off the bench, right? Um, but to get more minutes and to become more of a regular part of this rotation, eventually down the line, he's going to have to improve that offense. Um, but right now, I think Frank is just definitely an important piece to this team, um, as a viable defensive wing who can defend numerous positions and one of the better perimeter defensive defenders in this game. Um, I'm not afraid to say that. I think that's a fact. But as for him being your starting um, franchise point guard to look at down the line, I don't think that's a possibility. I don't think he has the talent to do that. Um, but obviously, if worse comes to worse, the Knicks can't find their future point guard this offseason, then you have to keep starting Frank for now, which I have no problem with if worse comes to worse. But... Hopefully we can find that point guard in the draft because Frank right now doesn't look like the future in terms of being your guy at point guard, um, you know, for 35 minutes a night. Um, DSJ, obviously he was, you know, he he's went from 
promising prospect, one-time promising prospect to a potential bust. And that's that's a shame to say. It's a shame to have to see things like that happening to him. I don't think he's a part of this future. I think he you know, he actually wants out anyways, as you remember, you guys, uh, towards the end of the season, he kind of, um, or before the trade deadline, really, he was kind of pushing for an exit strategy. Obviously, didn't happen, but we've heard the rumors that he wants out via trade. But I don't think he has a long-term plan here. I don't think he'll make it in New York. And then the other point guard on this roster, Alfred Payton, is who he is at this point. He's an okay backup. I don't think he's fit to, to be the starting point guard of this future. Um, you know, he ices out guys like R.J. Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, and the rest of the young core when he's on the floor. A lot of times we'll stat pad with Julius Randle, and they'll just play their two-man patty cake game. Um, and Peyton can't shoot. He can't really score that well. Um, and he's, you know, he's, again, he's a guy who has kind of reached his ceiling already. Six years into his career, the same exact player he's been since his rookie season, um, where he's a good distributor off the drive and kick, and he will score an occasional layup here and there to give you eight to, eight to ten points. But... At this point, you know, guys usually start developing and progressing in years two, three, and four. He's entering his seventh season, uh, seventh season in the league next year, and he's still been the same exact guy every year, ten and five, ten and five, ten and five. And while that's good to be consistent, it's those are you know consistent, decent backup numbers, not a you know, franchise cornerstone to build around at the point guard position. So DSJ, Frank, Peyton, none of those guys are guys you want to build a build your team around just yet, at least, with the other with the former two. With um DSJ and Frank. Yeah, I, I just don't see a future with these three guys being your your guy at point guard. So gotta build through the draft and if the Knicks do find somebody in the draft like a Killian Hayes, that'd be great. But I just want to make sure you know they, they get a guy who can do a certain amount of things. And these next few things I am about to list are essential. The Knicks need somebody who can, first and foremost, somebody who can run pick and roll, right? We need somebody who knows how to run a proper pick and roll. Um, the Knicks this past season were 19th in pick and roll ball handler frequency and just 29th in, pick, uh, in points per possession um, as a ball handler out of pick and roll. They were also just 15th in pick and roll, roll man frequency, despite scoring the sixth most points per possession from their roll men. So they didn't really utilize pick and roll properly. They couldn't score well in pick and roll properly when it came to their backcourt. So they need somebody who knows how to run pick and roll, somebody who's experienced pick and roll in college or internationally, wherever it is they've been playing prior to the NBA. Um, they also, obviously, they need a point guard who can distribute properly. The Knicks need a facilitator, um, a good, decent facilitator at the very least. They were 27th in assists this past season, the Knicks. They were 30th in secondary assists, and they were, I have just, 26th in potential assists this past season. That's not good. So they need a, uh, a creator, a facilitator, and also a creator, somebody who can create shots for himself, but somebody who can create shots for his teammates, somebody who is good off the bounce, somebody who knows how to dribble drive, dribble penetrate. Um, but they also need a shooter, somebody who's able to shoot. Because again, Frank, DSJ, Alfred, 
they aren't shooters. Frank uh, Frank shot a career high this season from three-point distance, and that career high was 32%. Um, DSJ, 30% this past season from three. Alfred Payton, 20 fucking percent from distance this past season. They need a point guard who can shoot. That is essential. That is so big in today's game. Um, and they need a point guard who can score. Not even just shoot, just ability to score. Frank, just six points per game this past year. DSJ, the same thing. Six points a night. Alfred Payton, ten points a night. Big whoop. Um, they need somebody who can score. <laughs> somebody who's aggressive. When's the last time the Knicks had an aggressive point guard who wasn't afraid to make mistakes as opposed to a conservative one who was too afraid to play um, to his strengths and play out of his comfort zone even at times. They need somebody who's aggressive like that. And I think getting a point guard that can do all of these certain things on the court will be huge for the Nick Young core. You know, it will be huge for somebody like RJ Barrett and his efficiency. It will only help him become more efficient and start to make those spot up jumpers. It'll only help his efficiency and his his ability to to score um you know at a more um effective rate. It'll only help expand Mitchell Robinson's game, you know, getting a point guard who can create and who can draw attention to himself can you know, possibly help Mitchell expand his game outside of that restricted area. So that'll help him. And, you know, it'll also possibly help somebody like Julius Randle be less ball needy, less ball dominant, and play more as a screen and roll player, play more as a guy who pick and pops and not a guy who dominates the ball in isolation or dominates the post and clogs the lane, which we'll get into in a little bit. But that's definitely the the first thing I, I need to point out is that the Knicks absolutely must find a point guard this upcoming offseason. Um, I also have, you know, these two things kind of go hand in hand. In order for this team to work, they need a point guard and also need to find a head coach. The Knicks need their next head coach to be somebody who's not just here for a year or two and not just another stopgap and not just another scapegoat, uh, but they need a legitimate head coach who is here to stay. Um, David Fizdale, he was clueless. Um, I understand it wasn't totally his fault, but he had his issues where I don't think he's a competent head coach. He had no system whatsoever. He had no accountability couldn't win just four and eighteen, a one eighty-two winning clip, no player development, and he was basically just a PR puppet towards the end of his stand here with the Knicks. Mike Miller, he was better, he was so-so, but I still don't think he's the answer at the head coaching position. I would like Mike Miller back, but in a different capacity. Um, but as for coaching, uh, head coaching, he was so-so. He had somewhat of an improved system. We saw more pick and roll being ran. Um, he did win some more games, seventeen and twenty-seven, which was just under 39% winning clip. Um, the accountability, I guess it was more the same. Didn't really hold players too much accountable for making dumb errors. Um, basically just a PR puppet as well, though. Kind of coaching you know, from the front office's directives and from whatever they directed him to do. It, it just felt like he was trying to coach to, to reach that playoff mandate that the front office gave the Knicks at the start of the year. And, you know... The, the most important thing, under both of these coaches, both of Fisdale and both of Miller, both of Fisdale and Miller, um, the Knicks just remained stagnant in terms of player development. They haven't really gone upwards in terms of getting their youth to improve, um, you know, at a noticeable rate. They they've still remained stagnant. Kevin Knox regressed. Frank was more the same, maybe marginally improved, but. Alonzo Trier, Damian Dotson, iced out of the rotation. Um, Mitchell Robinson has improved, but nobody really took a giant step 
forward. And if anything, players remained the same or regressed. Um, so you, know, you look at the options out there. People have their opinions on each and every one of these guys. So there's no, I don't know, it's kind of like a shallow market in terms of coaching as well. There's Thibodeau, uh, you know, Tibbs, there's Mark Jackson, there's Jeff Van Gundy, there's Kenny Atkinson, and then people are talking about Calipari. You know, maybe that that's that's more of a pipe dream. That's more of a pipe dream to me. I don't see John coming here, but maybe that would help with somebody like Randall and Knox, who who he has coached before, can get them on track. You know, but I don't see that happening at all. Um, but other guys, maybe you know, Tibbs, Jackson, Van Gundy, Atkinson. Uh, there are some others that I'm not remembering at the moment, but you know, some guys are out there. But whoever it is, man, I just. Listen, focus on the points of emphasis that Fizdale and Miller didn't, right? Get a legitimate system with a proper brand of basketball being taught that focuses on shooting threes, passing, and playing hard-nosed, old-school Nick defense on the other end. Those are the three things I want them to focus on on the court. Shoot threes, pass the ball, and play defense. Three things the modern NBA stresses big time Excuse me in today's game. So the Knicks need to focus on that. Whoever it is that's going to be this new head coach, shoot threes, passing, and old-school Nick defense are the three things I really want them to focus on. But obviously we want them to also optimize the talents of this young core and use Randall the right way to where he is no longer a burden at times. We've talked about this. Again, use him off the ball more, not so much as a point forward, but as a more of a prototypical power forward who plays downhill, which he is. Um, He needs to to use his strengths more and somebody who can help get him back on track as well as somebody who can help grow this young core and not remain so stagnant in that, in that player development area area, excuse me. And also I have, you know, this next guy just prioritize the right things again, prioritize the youth by rebuilding properly and, you know, not trying to win now, not trying to just win by playing veterans out there and scrape out a couple of wins to make yourself look better, but take the losses. If it means guys are still going out there and giving a proper effort, if it means guys are still going out there and giving, improving out there on the floor and you can see the adjustments being made. So I just want the next coach to, coach to be a good leader, be a winner, and eventually have this team to, you know, playing competitive basketball next season. Um, so that's the second thing. First two things, find a point guard. And then the second, um, first thing, find a point guard. Second thing, find a head coach. Third thing I have written down is more of a, more of a pipe dream maybe, but I have with the question mark at the end, find a trade partner for Randall. Maybe. Um, obviously, in season, it was reported um, later on after the trade deadline that the Knicks were on the edge, on the brink of trading Randall to Charlotte for Malik Monk and Terry Rozier. That, to me, would have been a terrible trade just because of the bad return package. So if you're going to trade somebody as talented as Randall, make sure it's for something that'll give you a much better return. Um, you know, Unfortunately, I'm not sure how much teams are out there looking for somebody like him. Maybe a CP3 trade will get Randall out of here. But again, I don't love the CP3 idea. Um, So it won't be easy, especially trading a guy with a contract, you know, of $63 million tied to his name over over three seasons. Um, 
an $18 million annual value. And you know, making that much money for a guy who's not a number one or even a number two is extreme overpay. So that's going to make it difficult for somebody to trade for Julius Randle unless there are draft picks attached to him or young assets as well attached to him as well in a trade. But I just, I don't know, man. I'm not the biggest Randall fan, obviously. I just don't think he fits here right now. I think RJ and Mitch need shots, need ball time, need space to work and create. And I don't think somebody like Julius Randall um, helps that. You know, I, I think he halts that. He halts that development, if anything. You know, he launches shots. He isolates a whole lot. And he clogs the lane playing in that post all the time and not stretching the floor efficiently. Um, he's also, he's got a big ego, man. This guy's got such a big ego. He doesn't really play the brand of ball the NYK should be aiming for. He doesn't play that hard-nosed defense. He doesn't play efficiently or consistently on offense with, with an effort that you want to see from a number one option. So I don't think he fits there because of that. Just, you know, the ISO, the, the inefficient three-point shot, the lack of defensive commitment and intensity, it just doesn't look good. And it's not something I want around for long. Um... And it's, it's, you know, you can make the case that he needs a point guard. He needs a head coach. But those two things are difficult. We just talked about them. It's going to be difficult for the New York Knicks to optimize his potential by finding a correct point guard and a correct head coach in just one offseason where it's probably going to be a shortened offseason. Um, you know, the lack of depth out, the lack of depth out there right now is concerning, you know, and a lot of question comes with the, the coaches out there. And just as well as the question when it comes to the point guards out there, whether that be in the draft or free agency or via trade, it's going to be hard to find your point guard of the future and head coach of the future in the same season to help out, you know, utilizing somebody like Randall properly. So that's difficult for me. And, you know, if teammates are already complaining about this guy's ball dominance, I don't see how that's only going to improve in the future. If anything, I feel like that's just going to continue to be a nagging, a nagging issue. So. Don't love the Randall idea, but it's it's something that know, it needs to happen. But I just don't love that he's. I, it's it's we're kind of in a difficult situation where we kind of just have to hope that we get these players around him to, you know, we get this point guard of the future and a new head coach. That's just, just it looks it sounds so difficult to me. It's not. Gonna, I just don't feel like it's that easy for Randall. Okay, we get our point guard and our head coach, and now he's going to play so efficiently and be so much better. It just doesn't sound right. It doesn't. It sounds too easy. It's more difficult, if anything, when you, when it comes to, you know, when push comes to shove. I feel like that's just not going to happen the way it sounds. But we'll see. Um, I also have written down. It's time to scrap the veterans and those short-term contracts. And this off season, they need to get as much cap space as possible so they can, you know utilize their their uh optimize their talents on their roster and hopefully find better shooters um but yeah scrap those short-term contracts and shred those veteran contracts and get them out of here bobby portis expected to opt out of his 15 million dollar option in 2021 so that's good he'll likely be out of here by then well, you know, also guys on one-on-one -on -one deals like Taj Gibson, Wayne Ellington, Alfred Payton, and Reggie Bullock are all owed just $1 million next season. So that is easy to waive. Easy to waive each and every one of those guys. So if you can do that, if you can let Portis walk, Harkless is on an expiring deal to be an unrestricted free agent, 
That is six contracts right there. Six contracts off the books for the Knicks, potentially, giving them plenty of cap room to sign their needs and fill voids, right? Plenty of cap uh, cap room to, to go out there and do what you need to do. Fill those voids. So if they can find a way to get rid of as many vets and as many short-termers as possible, dump some salary off, and clear cap room, that will be tremendous because now say that happens, they can go find shooters. And I said find shooters, not shortcuts. Find shooters this free agency and not shortcuts again. Learn from your mistakes. Um, you know, we've talked about this in previous episodes. Find shooting that can complement your youth. Gallinari is an option. Joe Harris is an option. We've talked about Davies Bertans, Dario Saric, Bogdan Bogdanovich, <laughs> Christian Wood, a good stretch four. And, you know, I'm sure there are some other guys out there who can shoot the ball as well in this free agent pool. So leave the star chasing for 2021. <laughs> like, that's going to happen anyways. But for now, just learn from your mistakes. Don't go signing 15 more power forwards. Sign guys who can shoot the ball to make this team more modernized and just put a respectable product out on that court, at least, and show that you're at least improving by getting this team to become more stabilized on the perimeter. By not star chasing or not just spending to spend, but spending it on the right things. So before you go star chasing, set your foundation first. You don't want another KP situation where you have a disgruntled star on a team that's doesn't that doesn't have the correct surroundings. Go get your shooters that complement your core, make your product more more uh, competitive. And if that so happens, if the Knicks can do that, find shooters that make them a better product next season, then maybe we can talk about being more enticing for the next upcoming free agent class in 21. But yes, I think they need shooting. That's what they should be aiming for this off season. If anything, um, you know, if they go into that free agent pool, it should be for shooting and shooting only. I also have uh, the last thing on the list, I think, right? Let's see. Yeah, the last thing tonight, uh, not much, just repair the front office and kind of rebrand a little bit. Um, today, earlier today, there were talks of Alan Houston and Scott Perry being involved next year. Uh, Ian Begley actually quoted, I wrote down a quote he had. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, no, I'm not sick. Um, he says, Ian Begley said, if I'm a betting man, I would bet today that Alan Houston and Scott Perry have some role with the Knicks under Leon Rose next season. So take that as it is. You know, I like Houston, although he's kind of inexperienced at the NBA level, um, you know, when it comes to coaching. So that's going to be a question mark. Scott Perry, I, I've heard 50-50 on him. Some people like him. Some people don't. Some people want him back um, in a different position, not as a GM. Some people just want him out of here, and they feel like if the Knicks are going to rebrand that front office, they need to restart all over again. And I'm kind of more on that side. I feel like just get rid of everybody and kind of start fresh, um, you know, a, a clean new page. But we'll see. I don't want to talk too much about that. Elton Brand was also brought up a couple days ago on April 1st. Now, I originally thought that was an April Fool's joke because... I don't like the job Alfred Bra uh, Elton Brand, <laughs> Alfred. I don't like the job Elton Brand has done in Philly. Um, I think he's done a poor job in terms of retooling their roster. The Jimmy Butler thing, T uh, Tobias Harris, Markel Fultz, Dario Saric. She got rid of him. I just he made some poor deals. Didn't really retool them properly. Didn't surround Simmons and Embiid with. Much you know he surrounded them both with with weak perimeter shooting, which is the absolute 
no-no when it comes to surrounding those two guys. You need shooting around them because both of them are not going to give you that. Um, and Knicks fans, you know, from from what I'm hearing around the fan base, Knicks fans don't want Elton Brand around. I, they, I, I don't like him. I don't think anybody in Knickville want him, you know, running this team as a GM. Um, so just, you know, all in all, just give me fucking competence in this front office. Just establish some kind of identity that's a positive identity. You know, rebrand yourself some. That's going to be Steve Stout's job, to rebrand this front office and give them a better look and kind of walk the talk as well, though. Um, Leon Rose, Steve Stout, they've got some work to do for this Knicks team. Go out there, find your point guard. Go out there, find your head coach. Um, go out there and try to find a trade for a partner for Randall. I don't know. Go out there and find shooters to complement your, your core and just... Find a way to get the Knicks back to being a competitive product on that court. So if we can go out there this offseason and do these five things, these five goals here, and accomplish them, that would be tremendous. But the odds of that, <laughs> we'll be right back. How about that? Hey guys, Rob Carbone here. Really quick, I just want to talk to you about Anchor. Anchor is a free podcast hosting site. And I say that again, it's a free podcast hosting site that will distribute your podcast for you to other platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Overcast, and all those websites. But here's the best part. Not only is it free, not only do they share it for you, but they will pay you for recording a podcast. They will pay you. And you can do it from your computer, from your phone. All you have to do is go to the Anchor app and download that or go to their website, which is anchor.fm to begin. It's everything you need. It is so convenient for podcasters like myself. So please guys, go download the Anchor app or go to their website, anchor.fm to begin. See you there. think that's it i don't think i have many more things to talk about tonight just those five things i want them to focus on find a point guard find a head coach find a trade partner for randall possibly um shred as many veteran short-term contracts as you can and um just repair the front office and get things going and if we can do these things hopefully on the court we can stress the proper things again player development um just playing smarter more modern basketball by utilizing players you know, using pick and roll more often, um, by shooting more threes, getting personnel, obviously the whole shooting threes thing, you know, the Knicks didn't take or make many threes this season, but they didn't have the personnel. So that's one of the goals, go get some shooting. And if you can get that shooting, they'll start taking and hopefully making more three pointers, um, pass more. So shooting threes, passing and playing defense, those are really 
three things I want them to stress on the court this season. And a lot of that, again, has to do with personnel. So it starts with that front office. They've got to put together a much better roster. And hopefully it's a much better roster construct than we saw this past season. But that's going to be it, guys. That's just me um, doing episode 99 tonight. This has been Rob Carbone, your host of BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Episode 99, Knicks Offseason Goals. That's going to be it. If you haven't subscribed yet to BD4, be sure to subscribe to it on iTunes, Google, SoundCloud, Spotify, Radio Public, YouTube, and plenty more platforms as well. Located on my website, nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com, nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. Go to that website, click on the Outlets tab. Right there should be a page that displays everything you need to know about me, my social media platforms, my podcast platforms. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. This, once again, has been your host, Rob Carbone, and I did episode 99 tonight, guys. We're coming up on 100. Not sure when that's going to be. Not even sure what it's going to be covering on. I don't know if I'm going to do Yankees episode or a Knicks episode. Is that a motorcycle at fucking 12.30 midnight? I don't know. <laughs> that scared the shit out of me. Guys, thank you so much for stopping by. This is Rob Carbone, your host of BD4, and I'm signing out. Ciao. Hey, we hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, be sure to leave a like, comment, subscribe, share, and all that fun stuff. If you want to follow BD4 on all the different platforms we have, all you have to do is go to my website, nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. Once again, that's nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. Thank you guys. I'll see you next time. Ciao.